0: Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. So grateful you're here with us. I'm so thankful to be your host. We're going to be looking at the biblical significance of the Amarna letters. A wonderful find, 1887, just found in a field by a lady. <laughs> cool stuff. And we're in, we're looking at this from the popular handbook of archaeology in the Bible by Holden Geisler. So thanks for being with us. Let's get started. These folks are great. The biblical significance of the Marna letters. The Marna letters have contributed to the historical reliability of the Old Testament in general. They support the trustworthy nature of the descriptions found in the Bible relating to the time of the conquest. 1400 B.C. to 1300 B.C. Under Joshua in particular, this is evident for several reasons. So let's look at these several reasons. He's got at least five. First, the presence of geographical markers is numerous. The collection of letters contains references to cities mentioned in the Bible, most of them being located along the Syrian and Canaanite coastal region. Those include Ashkelon, it's referred to as Ashkelina, Gaza, Hazutu, I think that is Hazutu, yep, Gezer as Gazru, Hazor as Hazura, Japa is Yapu, Lachish as Lachisa, and Megiddo. Uh, is Megiddo, among others, and Jerusalem, obviously, is Yerslema in it. Second, the tablets reveal a settled Canaanite, excuse me, Canaan territory, as the book of Joshua describes. Now, that's good for congruence. Critics of the Bible previously believed that Canaan was not settled earlier during the patriarchal period, and therefore Joshua could not have conquered fortified cities like Jericho and Ai later. Even Hazor and all this. However, the Amarna letters ended this debate with their descriptions of villages, towns, camps, cities, provinces, and fortifications, as well as a thriving agricultural production. Third, many of the people groups described in the Bible have been identified in the letters. These include the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Egyptians, the Babylonians, and the Assyrians, to name but a few. Fourthly, the Amarna correspondence offers clarification of biblical passages. For example, Tablet 287 records the words of the Prince of Jerusalem, Rosalima abdi Hiba, when he writes to Egypt, It was not my father nor my mother, but the arm of the mighty king that placed me in the house of my father. This statement seems to offer illumination of how the office of king-priest in Jerusalem was obtained by the mysterious king of Salem, Jerusalem, Melchizedek. The phrase, not by father, not by mother, is reminiscent of Melchizedek's description by the author of the book of Hebrews, which writes he is without father or mother a genealogy. This indicates that the occupant did not inherit the office king-priest by means of lineage, but only by appointment. This also offers information on how to understand Jesus' relationship to Melchizedek in Hebrews 7, 1 through 28. That is to say, Jesus was appointed a priest after the order of Melchizedek. His office was not inherited by lineage, as was the Levitical priestly order. Fifth, the Amarna letters, and that's a great point, by the way. Fifth, the Amarna letters confirm that the language of Canaan in Abraham's day is the uh, ancestor of the peasant speech of Israel today. I think that says peasant. I've got it underlined above and below, and I, but I do think it's peasant. This is obvious in various Canaanite words, names, and phrases, forms of speech that persist in modern-day Israel and surrounding territories. This phenomenon confirms the prophet I've Isaiah's reference to the language of Canaan. I'm going to read a little bit of that once again. Fifth, the Amarna letters confirm that the language of Canaan in Abraham's day is the ancestor of the, and I think it should be present speech, of Israel today. So it could be just a uh, misprint. I found a few. Maybe it means peasant. The historical value of the Amarna letters cannot be underestimated though as yet no undisputed direct reference to biblical figures or events have been discovered in the text. They're rich, indirect witnesses to the linguistic, historical, and political climate of those countries and cities mentioned in the Bible during the time of Joshua's conquest. And so God willing, tomorrow we're going to look at the Hittites. We're so glad you're here with us. Please tell your friends, family, church family, Sunday school classes about us, and uh, let's just show the world that the Bible is absolutely true. He's a whole ton of different, very good resources. Uh, I did the archaeology for the Premier Study Bible. We've done that. Thompson Chain, the Open Study Bible or the Open Reference Bibles, it's called. Using this textbook, we're all over the Internet uh, pulling out things uh, like the Bass Library and different things. So Fox News has a great archaeological section. CNN does occasionally live science. So God bless you. Thanks for being with us. Pray for us. And we're just so glad you're here. You don't know how thankful we are. So God bless. We'll talk with you later.